Uh, <laughs> my, oh my. It's, it's, it's dark, but it's there. It is dark. I'm, I may never recuperate. It turns out we have a happy hour to your your concerns, Dennis. Yes. Just, How are you this evening, Dennis? I'm in a, I'm in a fair mood. It's, fair. it's been a busy day. We had a little delay. I had an emergency baby seat installation project come oh. my way at 10 minutes after four. And I went, oh no. And I smartly grabbed a pair of scissors because I just put on car seats. So I knew that I have to cut at least in one spot. And I put it together and took it apart three times in 20 minutes and finally had it done perfectly. But it did take 20 minutes. Clever. Time was precious. Time was precious. And a lot of sliding parts and instructions that, of course, were never clear. The guy who writes the instructions never puts it together. He, he's like, I know what this should be like. And he writes it and right. he's never put it together. Not really. I don't think maybe if it was you would, you'd, you'd write so, about it. You'd put it together and write about it. Now that you've put it together, you could, hey, that's like half of YouTube is instructional videos about how to put together something or another or how to change the light bulb in your refrigerator. If you have the model of uh, Whirlpool 7934, like it's, that's what is out there now. And for example, just the other day, I, we, as a family, so first of all, we are so blessed to have now sunshine for an entire week. After, after all that rain. After four fucking weeks of rain. Gray, 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 gray rain, gray, cold rain. So we've had some sunshine. And so the family was like, hey, let's all go out and ride our bicycles. And so we went to our garage and we got our bicycles. And I noticed that all of our tires were, were under uh, soft. Inflated. soft. And so... I started inflating everyone's tires and then I got around to my bicycle and my bicycle is the one that's not new. We didn't, we bought all of them new except for mine, which was a used uh, bicycle f like from, according to him, from like the bicycle that the bicycle shop owner like had ridden for years and was and felt bad about well, giving up and stuff. Right. Who knows if that's a real story or not, but sure, why wouldn't uh, it be? Sure. But there's a different type of valve on one of my tires. There's, on most of the tires, there's this short valve that you just press it over the top of it. That, that you just plop the the pump uh, nozzle on top of. But then there's another type that is a longer, skinnier valve. And when this past weekend, when we wanted to go ride bicycles, I could not, for the life of me, figure out how. Like six months ago, he explained to me how to pump air into this type of tire. But six months have gone by and I've forgotten what it was. And so I couldn't figure it out. But later this week, like on Monday or Tuesday or something, I, I went to YouTube and I said, long valve, how to. And I discovered that there was a there's an extra little bit that I had to unscrew on the valve, on to, the valve op the to open it. On the valve or of the tire. Yes, to open it so that it was ready to receive air. And then I was able to, to pump it up. But but yeah, like Simply YouTube. by unscrewing it with your fingers? So there, there's a cap on it and then there's a and then the actual valve also has some screwiness to it that you have to unscrew uh -huh. but like i had never seen this in all of my childhood as a bicycle rider it's a different type of valve yeah but and to get, anyway you got it figured out and it's all i got it figured out and i got it pumped up but you are pumped up i pumped it up yes so my tires are all hard and ready to ride man ride captain ride <laughs> Sally upon that mystery ship yes you're amazed you're amazed at the grace we've had upon that trip yeah man like, yeah man right Sally right so that went well but like I was saying just you can find solutions to any 
problem nowadays on YouTube. If you don't know how to, the other day, I had to restring my classical guitar. And I was like, I don't know how the fuck to restring a classical guitar. But I like went to YouTube and so I was like, how do I restring a classical guitar? And there was like right. a step-by-step process. So it it's a magical future world that we live in. So yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So a uh, trip to the States is in order. Well, hold on. I have a, I received a gift out of the blue from a company in Spain that I have, I've given, I've taught some courses for them in my technical area of expertise, but they sent me 12. So I called it an advent, advent calendar, 12 Christmas beers. And these are from the Trappist monks in uh-huh. Belgium. And there's 12 different ones. No, there were five were the same and five were the same and two were in, in another two were the same. Yeah. But these are like, they're like 10, they're like as strong as wine, like 10, 10% alcohol. Oh, wow. It's a strong fucking shit. But uh-huh. so when bars, they got to serve that in snifters rather than in, uh, in beer glasses. Well, in, in Belgium, when I went eight years ago, the, I learned that every single kind of beer that they have, every single brand of beer has a different glass. So think about this. Every bar, your bar has 60 different beers that someone can order. You have to have 60 different different types of glasses. Yes. Or does some of them share the same glass? I don't think they do. Uh, Potentially for your super rare ones. But, but every single one that I ordered had a separate kind of glass. And I went, and I went to one bar that had a fucking phone book of a beer menu with two or 300 beers on it. And I'm pretty sure in the back, they had glasses for every single fucking type, but yeah, it's a weird cultural. Yeah. Humans, they humans sure are weird. They sure don't do that here. Yeah. I, so anyway, I, cheers. I went, I went cheers to you. And so let me tell you, it's in order to introduce to you, uh, reintroduce to you from a year ago, I believe <sighs> Bell's Christmas ale, Yes, which is a Scottish ale. And is to me rich, tastes like a rich red, but it's a lager and it's, it's quite good. And the scotch ale bit is flavorful. I remember from my time in Denmark around November and December, they, there was a whole different rebranding of beer around. This is the Christmas beer, the Yule Ul. I guess the, the way they say it there, Yule well, Christmas they, And what a smart thing to do. Tradition, certainly tradition but tradition for all the right reasons. And then more back in the day when everybody brewed their own and maybe some of them sold it. Tradition. Let's call it what it is. It's capitalism. <laughs> it did start that. I mean, back when, just think of the Genesis. I mean, you're brewing your own beer and you're brewing your own beer. And then you want to sell more around Christmas time. That's fucking capitalism, man. It's not, <laughs> no, there's nothing you, special. If like you, the, listen, the beer from listen, July is not different from the beer in December. Me, I'm sorry. So is there a special food that you cook for the holidays? In our house, it's turkey and ham probably for either one or both of the holidays. Is there a particular food that you have for the holidays? Just just wondering. Yes, let's say. Yeah, no, let's, let's say you either do or yes, you don't. Yes. You do. So yes. let me ask you this. And in your mind, then the beverages are somehow different. That a recipe or a particular type of style gets saved for the holidays because that's the time of year that you've always made it for yourself as a reward for a good year. Okay, but a turkey cooked in the oven in July is going to be just as good as one cooked in December. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Only if your culinary culinary definition of taste is only just of the mouth-watering variety as opposed to the entire environmental colossus of what happens when you're 
eating and, and who you're with and what you're doing and all of that. Oh, so the environmental process. If you're in a room and you're breathing the food and you're talking to people and there's an energy in the room, that's all part of the food. So in that regard, yeah, I disagree. It's not. Turkey in July is, in fact, Turkey in July. Turkey at Christmas? That's fucking Turkey at Christmas. Okay? Make Amen. no mistake. Make no mistake. Praise baby Jesus. Grasshopper. Yes. Grasshopper. Come with me on this. Okay. I, I, I agree. There's no room in the inn for my for my beliefs. Are you standing up? Yeah, baby. Are you? I think you have been. So now I'm gonna have now I'm gonna stand. No, No, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see your crotch. No. (laughs) Sit back down. I'll just have to back further away. Okay. 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 Here we go. Dennis. Yes. Since our rain has stopped, our leaking has stopped. And as such, follow up on our previous my house has holes in it. Uh problem the we had a guy come over that was the the like auditor evaluator for the building management company and i took the him assessor out. i took him the assessor very good i took him out on the roof and he was like this tile's broken this tile's broken this tile's broken this tile's broken uh-huh. Here, all these tiles fucking broken uh-huh. hello of course hello. this is your problem hello what did i say hello right. and presumably he went back to his employer and the building management people and told them, look, this building is fucking broken. And it's out of code. It's out of code. There are legal ramifications for not having it fixed at the expense of the company. <clears throat> and so once once it becomes illegal, known legally, your problem is on the path of solution. But I will tell you this, that the make certain about the flashing and the caulking. Ask the questions of the workers how will you adjust for the aging problem of caulk in the corners, particularly in the vertical lines where there's a step down? Do you need to write this down? I think you do. You're nodding, uh, but you have a somewhat dim-witted look in your face. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe you should maybe you should write it down. What is so, so I need to flash my caulk? Yes. Yeah. So the like the actual legal guilt involved is uh, responsibility kind of not curious responsibility. responsibility but like the company that is responsible for managing the building they are very they're always very happy when something breaks to to pass along those expenses to all of the residents uh-huh. of the building it is but, in fact the capitalist profit making corporation so yes indeed capitalism here we are back again but the it's one of these things where it sucks when you're on the second floor and the people on the 10th floor are complaining about their roof leaking and you have to pay for it, but that's life, right? So there's a larger question here and it should be asked by you, if not all of the tenants, and perhaps you as their spokesperson, you could form a little bit of a union approach here and suggest that these incidents of leakage are the result of uh, broken tiles and the assessment of select areas shows damage. We request that in a review of the entire roofing is done to see where there are areas that are not yet at this point, but soon will be, so that when the replacement strategy is put into effect, it takes into consideration not just the immediate need, but the longer term needs of everyone who resides in this building. But like yours. Yeah, sincerely yours, a guy on the top floor. And here's the thing, Uh, if that gets passed on to you, if that gets passed on to you, depending on what the cost is, then that's like any homeowner, okay? Just like like me. I don't know. I feel like it's the building management company's concern to have been looking at the roof tiles all these years. 
and to have been replacing them when they break, but they've let it get to this point where now there's more expense and now there's, they're going to have to repair my apartment because they let the roof, the roofing situation get out of control. Did, did you have a stain or do you have droppage? Do you have material that fell? I do. Which, which, what fell paint or plaster or both? Yes. See that hole there? Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. I see it. That's it. Yeah. But there's like stain around it, but okay. uh, that's right. been falling. It. It's, it's minor. It's minor, but, but nonetheless, it's on the list. Uh-oh. Yeah. There's shit that needs fixing. So there we are. But anywho, 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 and oh, so shall we begin? Should we? Um, Shall um, we? I I have a major question to you about the season finale of uh, Succession, but asking you this question should be should be thought through a little bit. Uh I don't necessarily want to start the discussion of Succession with this question, but you you wrote me a note, and it was so it was so touching because you said the police schoolboy said, I am so proud that I've done my homework. And in parentheses, I thought I was going to see daddy in parentheses, but I didn't, but it was touching nonetheless. And uh, I so, remember that part of it. Yes. I was to, for the listener. Hello, listener. There's two. We've, I'm sorry, listeners, you and you listener one and listener two. The, so I saw, I knew that I needed to catch up on succession and there were like six or seven episodes to be seen. And then I noticed on Twitter, there was a little bit of, oh my God, what the fuck just happened? Hashtag succession. And I, so I had the sense that something major had happened. And I knew that you, dear listener one and listener two, were would like for us to be able to talk about the conclusion of season three of succession. And so I fucking booked it, man. I, like, I put in a bunch of hours and got my, and watched all of it. And got up to date and, and then, so it was tricky of them to have season one has 10 episodes. Season two has 10 episodes. Season three has, oh, just nine. Oh, that's why you, you were, were waiting for a 10th, but no, there's so just did nine. You, did you think that beginning in episode eight and nine, et cetera, had you been expecting a 10 point season for some time or did yeah. it only occur yeah, yeah, afterwards? Yeah. No, one, you know, I had been? The, the first two seasons had 10 episodes and then episode nine comes along and I was thinking, uh-huh. oh, this is the penultimate one, but no. Yeah. It wasn't. Penultimate. I thought that meant the fifth. Well, you're not that clever. It means the second to last. Second to last. Okay. All right. Second to last. But but I wasn't I wasn't surprised by that. I never you expected that. you expected going into nine that I've, this I have was seen the last one. Several news feeds uh, about the finale. Now you have other sources. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I the fucking web knows what I'm interested in because they're reading everything I fucking Google. So they, they say they send me shit. Yeah, but so, any, at any rate, I, there's so many ways to go about this. I do want to talk about the New York article about Jeremy Strong and what essentially was an absolute exclamation point about Jeremy Strong in the final episode, which was this motherfucker is the fucking real deal. This dude is like nailing it. But in the, in the article, it talks about how like he forever has idolized these method actors. Yeah, Dustin get, Hoffman. Uh, they get super into their role, and they're certainly. they're Daniel Day Lewis, and, and right. how over his career as a twenty and thirty year old shadowed these people and nestled himself yes. close to these people, yes, so that he could study going after his dream, and how all the other people around him thought that he was like 
a super bizarro nerd in like it wasn't i didn't take that away from the new york article they, I, they, I would take it away as some i, I it was it was more they, well-rounded they, than the than the reactors would have you believe upon a second reading of it i'm, I'm not re- i'm not responding to anyone reacting to the article i'm i'm like having read the article today and it's all fresh in my mind that when he was like daniel day lewis's assistant yes he was like no one saw him except for when he was just like there standing at attention, ready to help right. Daniel with whatever. And the story and, was that he watched Daniel Day-Lewis insist that during the breaks that the staff spoon fed him because of his extreme challenges, physical challenges. And that was the story that, that the New Yorker article mentioned. And, and what's this is the interesting thing is that Dustin Hoffman, who in Marathon Man had stayed up for three days and partied hardy, and when and when the director turned to him and and said, "My my poor boy, why don't you just try acting?" Yes, I love that. <laughs> that was so good. And how all of Brian Cox's uh, quotes right. in, in, in the article were like, right. "This is like a stupid fucking thing that Americans do." Oh, I didn't, like, why I didn't, why can't you just turn it fucking on and off? I didn't, like, I didn't quite get that. I got a deeper kind of not a sense of, of, I guess you're right about a sense about a strange American malady. He, he said, and, and this is an American thing. It's, it, and, and a malady. He called sure. it a malady. He did. And here's the thing is that as the Scottish ancestry actor, he's just try acting, old boy. <laughs> or just like when you have, when they say cameras rolling, fucking turn it on. And when they say cut, turn it off. The way that, that apparently Jeremy Strong and Daniel Day-Lewis and all the other American actors struggle. The dinner scene where Kendall and Logan are at a prearranged meeting and the exchange is much as what you would expect, except that Logan looks at him and on, on the, if I recall what I've read, on the fourth take, perhaps the third take, of that entire scene was so riveting. The third take was so riveting that as he began to speak and said about how long was that boy breathing under, and just as that third take happened, the cameras went into a close-up, and the director commented afterwards how the camera followed and caught Logan at his absolute purest by getting in close-up. And uh, you may recall that I've seen it a couple, three times. So I, at least that particular deal there, that, that scene, but it is one of the most riveting and powerful. And to me, sets the stage when that scene fades before it fades out, Kendall is left there taking a long guzzle of his wine, nearly in silhouette. And as the camera moves back a bit, it is clear that he is weeping. He is weeping and Logan has broken his back and it just so sets the stage for him uh, using again to a degree of inebriation, at least, which shows him sticking his fucking drunken head underwater as the beer bottle slowly fades down and some of the more artistic kind of shooting of what the fuck is that from down below camera underwater filming upwards with the sun shining in and fade out to the bubbles coming out of his nose. And we're both like, fuck, man, he's fucking drowning. But I love the way it came back. I just loved it, how it came back. And he's, it was like an accident. It was like too many uh, lemoncello or whatever. And uh, oh God, I just can't say enough about it. Yeah. I, I thought I, it was exquisite. Best television I've seen 
I, I don't want to say ever, but among the best. Ever. Yeah, I've watched some follow-up commentary about the show, and apparently they have a lot of room for ad-libbing. Like they, they, the director allows for the the actors to add little sparks here and there. This and that, and then they don't rehearse. Is at the heart of that, right? Being on the camera is that they don't want anything to be stale or sour. They don't mind doing a few takes. And especially from the article, Jeremy Strong doesn't rehearse. Like he refuses to rehearse, which annoys the shit out of his out of his colleagues. Not everyone, I don't think equally. I, I think that I think there was some annoyance there. But I also read, and I'm sure it was in the same article that it was stimulated. And it was uh, Sarah Snook who said that it's amazing to be part of it happened. And I will tell you this, he is so fucking riveting that that scene in the parking lot in Italy, in the dusty, dirty parking lot, where he finally just falls on his knees in the dirt, Mm -hmm. where his siblings understand in a way that is fleeting how serious it is only to touch him in a way, physically, including physically, touch him in a way which showed sibling caring, but instantly to an end, instantly for a purpose, instantly to get you ready to go with us. We can't do it and care. And Romulus Roman is, oh my God. And his acting, his incredible decision making and the difficulty of the decision and the doing of it and his nervousness and his vulnerability was so unbelievably solid solid he's uh, up for uh first award of of the season best supporting male actor in a drama you do yeah and what what i love about succession is these little moments where they allow the 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 ad-libbing that's what makes it fucking funny like it's it is a drama but there are moments that are just hilarious. And Karen Culkin is astoundingly effective. Yes. In this quirky, eccentric, he looks the part. He is fuck. I can't, when he's on the camera, I can't take my eyes off because he just eats up every scene. When he fucking pushes his brother down on the disco floor, <laughs> it is a revelation beyond, oh, it's to, to the point of physicality, in his antagonism toward Kendall, as Shiv is, yeah, emotionally. And isn't it interesting that Shaban's nickname is the slang term for a knife when you're doing fucking time? Indeed. Yeah, and fucking deed. And speaking of which, Tom's oh, anxiety about prison Tom. was just beautiful, fucking so beautiful. Like his all of the flips and turns that he did thinking about prison life and his whole soliloquy about like toilet wine. It was like, look, the highlight of my day is when I come home to my super fancy Manhattan uh, penthouse and I have my first glass of, of cold white wine. And I was thinking about how in prison I'm going to have to make wine in the toilet and how I'm going to have to go about this. And it's just so fucking beautiful. Uh, that, yeah. Tom is potentially one of my favorite characters. Yes. And so the interesting thing about, about, about Tom is that he, he comes to Logan and he details with Shiv first that he's going to be the patsy, that he'll be the, the man who goes. And it is the only time in the entire series 
where he refers to Logan as Papa. Yes. And Logan says to him and squeezes his arm in the single most elaborate. The only, t- the only time he's affection. ever said he's, he's always the only time he's, he's ever said thank you. I think he's done it with he's done it. He did it with he did it with he did it with Roman as they were in a couple of occasions, usually okay. getting ready to board. And there was just a couple of episodes where Roman was his consigliere and it yeah. was and they were alone. And so in those times. But Shiv, remember, was CEO and chief executive president. And still, though, he called her fucking pinky yeah. the entire time. So this is what I love about Tom. Tom looks at Tom looks at, at the situation and says to Kendall, you know what? Here's the deal. You get fucked all the time. I've never seen Logan get fucked one time. Mm-hmm. In, in other words, I'm back in Logan. He says that. He takes the prison rap thing. And then in the final episode, in order to make certain that it's clear that Logan has to make a deal with his second wife immediately in order to her to get in another her apart her house on the in, in in Paris somewhere I don't recall exactly where but also another cool billion probably in order to write out the clause that required the children to require unanimous <laughs> unanimous consent for such a sale Wait, hold mom's, on. mom sold them We're, out yeah okay spoiler alert yes what i every single time that logan's kids gets uppity and they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to take dad down, blah, yeah. blah, blah. They, they, they lose every single time. And, but which like, is what, which is exactly what Tom said. Right. True. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly so, what Tom said. Yes. So it's like, I always want them to win. Like they're, they are the underdogs and, um, the kids? and the kids, you want them to win. Really? They're the under, they, they are like all three. Of we, them? You, at, at one point in time, you want each of the three of them. To win when they were all there in the suburban saying look we have to stop this deal with with in the last episode yeah. with gojo yeah good memory. yeah so that's but i don't know also i sort of want to be behind kendall although kendall's a dick but like so this is I, I want logan to fail at one point but he never does so kendall does this kendall does the thing admitting and saying and confessing on his knees in the dirt in a parking lot that he killed a man yeah. And he is at the mercy of his siblings who let him know. Which, thank God, that, that came out, like, to them at least. He gets up, running toward them, crying, and says, can I go with you guys? And he runs after them. Yeah. He is 12 years old, and he is broken. He is absolutely broken. And this performance and, and understanding that it was about the third or fourth take when Jeremy Strong finally just for the first time in the takes got down on his knees and fell down in the dirt, which required not only Roman to figure out what to do with that, because that just happened on camera, but also Shiv in her high heels and tight dress had to figure out what she could do about it. And it led to her putting her hand on his head which a still of it would show the only decibel of potential affection that she have ever showed anyone, anyone. Come on. She likes Tom. She barely likes Tom. Barely. Barely likes Tom. I love how she likes Tom as a dominatrix. You're so anti-Shiv. I love you. 
<laughs> Fucking Shiv. Despicable. Fucking despicable. Season four has been approved and yes. will be yes. created as yes. yet uncreated. With only only what we know to be true. And I'm so thrilled that Skarsgård is going to be the character. Uh, what was his name in the in the show? The runner Gojo, Mathis. Or I think it's, right. was it Mathis. He's like in this place that you got to build a helicopter and a speedboat, of course, made out of oak to get to. And it's perfect. And it's and he says, there's a view here. And, and Roman looks at the view and says, yeah, lots of blue, lots of water, lots of boats. He said, listen, man, how about that? How about what was that? What was that post you did? Just let's, what was it? You want to make a deal or not? I mean, it was- Wait, most... wait, are you talking about Adrian Brody? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Manson, the Gojo, the, the creator Mojo, the- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Ellen okay, Musk. Okay. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I look forward to, everyone, stay tuned for episode uh, 185 when we talk about this again. So... Oh my God. What's that? What did you jump ahead on, many? I think we're like 137 now or something. Uh... So it's like, what? What? You say what? I got my golf clubs re-gripped. That's nice. Nice. And you know, I got my putter done with a super fucking fat, like you can barely fit your little fingers around it. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. With all of it? All of your irons? No, the putter. All, putter. Oh, just the putter. Yeah. I look forward to, I don't know, using that at some point. We'll see. Yeah, that opens the door for uh, a question for me. I don't think I, if I get it done, maybe I'll get it done while I'm down there, which is a expensive but rapid and... and uh, easy enough to accomplish just hand them off to the fucking shop and do them up in myrtle beach style here's my choices rather than unpacking them and carrying them here and picking them up and yeah. pack them once anyway yeah i haven't played this year because of my my decision a rational decision that the recovery from the pain in my back on balance against the thrill of playing golf right the back one for an entire season but stupidly as I may have uh, mentioned, the nine holes I played and having played nine holes but hit four and five balls because the people ahead of me were slower than shit and there was nobody behind me on the golf course. So I played nine holes, but I hit four or five balls. So by the time I got to, I had a lot of strokes. I was dead. I was dead beat. And I hit many shots. I liked, I really, I really So did. for nine, nine holes, you shot like 400. Yeah. But then my back was recovery. And of course I overdid it. And so I, I need to be more disciplined. So I've been going to a Pilates class. <laughs> I can't imagine. Wow. I know, right? Wow. Like my, 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 my wife and I on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we go uh, to this class and Man, it's it's good and hard and good. Like you like it's it seems like nothing, but you exhaust yourself and by the end you're like, please let this stop because it's you're lying on your back and they have this way like before, like in my memory, before when you wanted to do abdominal exercises, you would be like doing sit-ups and stuff. Uh -huh. But now it's you're lying on your back and you're raising one hand over here and another foot over there. And then little by little, you don't realize, but you like, you're like exercising your abs. And it's been... Sounds like fun. Like whenever, as is always the case with the exercise, like when I'm going there, I'm like, uh, do we really have to do this? And then when, when, then when I'm leaving, I'm like, ah, oh, that was really good for me. Uh -huh, uh -huh, so right. it, it feels like the sort of thing that it's going to help me age better. Uh -huh. if, if I could do this over the next 20 years, I'm going to be a pretty, right. like th those muscles of my back and uh, you know, core and stuff that, that I don't normally use are going to be nice to have. Well, that's smart. Yeah. 
that's smart. That's smart. And it also explains why you're doing the entire podcast standing up. I'm, I'm impressed. I don't think I could stand up this long. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I do most of my work during the day doing a head, headstand and upside down, but for, for yeah. this, I figured I would turn it. We've had, as you mentioned uh, earlier, I think you mentioned on air that the seasonal improvement this past week with warm weather, it's, it's the same in Spain as it is here where it was 60 degrees today. I worked outside in a long sleeve shirt. You, and it you, was 23 degrees. You promised the tool of the day. Last week, what was And what was the project? <laughs> huh? Who the fuck, who you the don't fuck remember? No. You said, That's I have it. a project. I'm going to have a tool of the day. What was the project? Anyway, 23 degrees is warm in Celsius, but not so much in... So 23 degrees Fahrenheit when we came back from North Carolina, where it was 77. Yes. The day we left, and I was in the ocean surf fishing. Did I send you pictures? You did. Did we talk about this already? Last week, yes. Okay. So anyway, planning planning our next trip. Nope. But hold on. The weather is good now. You were doing things, tools. Yeah. Sorry. 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 So what was the tool of the day? So let's think. So this was my project, whether this is the one I told you about or not. It was this, that in my garage, in my my tent garage, there is a, a cover for my Mercedes sports car that is the hard top. And I built a built a, a wooden stand for it some time ago that ended up deteriorating and wasn't quite right. Not to mention the fact that I'd put the cover on upside down. And so it had gaps in the cover, et cetera. And, and it was too broad, wide and it was leaning the wrong way. So I went out there with high uh, hopes, pad and pencil in hand to scratch out what I would do to improve this. I put the pad and pencil down and disassembled it and realized that the piece I bought was only six inches too narrow to completely replace the entire contraption. And so I did a little Jimmy rigging and I built this piece and instead of planning it out and then doing the work at a later time, I actually just did the work, never put pencil to paper and the tool Look, of the day. This is like this entire podcast is like there's two plans. Things. There's two things. Let's just do it. There's a, a tool of the day, but there's also the engineering. A, a, a fool of the day. Well established. We do not need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well established yes so anyway so there's the tool of the day and there's also the engineering feat of the day okay so okay. which do you want first tool 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 the tool of the day which has been the tool of the day before i'm sure is the bungee cord amen the bungee cord was the icing on the cake it was the the piece de la resistance of the architectural art which was before me, which was the cover of my Mercedes, held in held in stretched ecstatic perpendicularness. Okay, so just to explain for anyone that doesn't know what the fuck a budgie cord is, it's a piece of stretchy rope with two hooks on the end. And you can hook one on one side and then stretch it to another side. And some are adjustable as these are so that you can either make them longer or shorter Ooh, using fancy. a uh, U-shaped... Uh, a contraption that slides up and down. But in this case, the tool of the day was used to secure the roof, which was on now a wooden frame. Yes. With the, the, the ceiling of the structure so that it could not fall down. Hooked to the back of the structure and hooked to the roof of the structure. Otherwise, it sat on a wooden frame braced up, which I used as it stood with only a six inch addition on the bottom to uh, hold this roof upright and balanced 
so it would not fall down. It was resting on a cloth six inches thick, glass, uh, silver, and a glass in the back of it. It's, it's the roof of a car. There's a glass back, and the silver trim is what it rests on, and so I try not to bang it up. But what? So you want to know about the engineering so feat of the day. Don't forget it. That, But the bungee cord was held it all up at the end of it. So none of that description really came to... Together for you? No, I hope you know what a roof, what a roof of a car looks like, shaped like windows and a windows and a, a back window, side windows. Yes. Okay, like almost. A I've seen a car. Like a... I, I have seen a car. Yes. <laughs> no, that's not the question. Whether you've seen a car, whether okay. you and all of your cleverness yes. could imagine a car without okay. anything but the roof. That's a that's another step in the evolution of Wait, mental like acuity, which we're. I don't want to pre. I don't want to assume anything here about your competency so there's only the roof of a car with no car <laughs> bingo can you okay. picture it i'm there but okay. then you're talking about picture this picture yes. this put it in a bag that's got two pieces with velcro connecting them a foot that you put the windshield in and a cap that you put over the top of the front of the roof because it's now standing on its back end straight up four and a half feet tall sitting okay. on its back ledge and you've just put a sock and a cap on it and you look at it and you say wow when you're sitting on top of this wooden structure i built wooden. you're almost as tall as me okay mr roof okay mr roof now picture the l-shaped wooden platform that this sits on with the bottom of it sitting on the base and the top of it leaning on a fulcrum because it's shaped okay. like an L, yep. like where you would tie up your bicycle. Yep. And there you have it. The balance of the weight on a fulcrum is the engineering feat of the day to go along with the tool of the day. Tool of the day, icing on the cake. The most important thing is the fulcrum. How did I get all of this to work with a roof that was too big for the most part to be able to lift up by myself? I used it as a fulcrum. I twisted it, I bent it, I stepped it, I walked it, I moved it. Mm -hmm. The engineering feat of the day. Folkia. What? Folkia. Folk. No, fulcrum. <laughs> okay. Folk. Yeah. I got it. All I right. got it. All right. So that's what I, so there you go. So have you, you haven't, you just, you were dedicated to succession. We need to go back there probably because you haven't had time for much of anything else. But um, so I, I, I want to watch the... Will Smith, Venus Williams, uh, Serena Williams. King Richard is the name of the movie. Yes. And so that's available. And I have that already. And Dexter is apparently back. I'm uh, I'm one episode from Caught Up. Okay. So I have not, I've not seen a single one. So. Oh, okay. I won't say a word. Then. Okay. So but I've I got want, it. I want I've, to. I've got an opinion. Is it worth going into? I've watched all but one. So apparently I think that's the case. All but one is like three, right? Yes. Okay. There's that. And how much time do you have left? With For me? what? To talk to you tonight? To chat tonight. Oh, I don't know. Let me see. I have no idea. The time is flying. Oh, wow. My God. <laughs> how time flies. Quarter to six. Whoa. Yeah. What time is it in Spain? I don't know. It's like... Uh... Midnight. Yeah. Anyway, we're having some getting ready for Christmas. And yeah, so today we had some parenting issues that we, would, we can discuss. Apparently, so... Uh, our nanny was told that my wife should go and talk to a local store owner 
this, this evening. And the store owner said that my 12-year-old daughter had been shoplifting some <laughs> items. And so... Hey, hey, bro. Been there. Done that. How old? 12. Uh, yeah. And so we're going through this phase of, yes, you think you're smarter than all the grown-ups, and uh, you think you can pull one over on everyone and get away with it, but you can't, and you got caught, and now you're fucked. Um, there are consequences. Indeed. So I, I, not to go too deep into it, but um, yeah, do, sure. you, do you recall dealing with that with your kids, and do you recall dealing with that as a child yourself? Um, as a child, yeah. I dealt with it myself. I was never caught continued throughout my adolescence. I, I, I committed, are, are, a, committed a young age, various crimes, and I had no criminal aspirations. No, no criminal aspirations. To, as a privileged uh, white boy, whenever I was picked up by the police, they, they delivered me home with a stern warning to my mother, who I believe would tell my father. And I don't know that I got a strapping, but I did. He had a, he had a razor strap. It was a literal razor strap that she used to sharpen a razor in the old barbershop that he strapped me with, two occasions at least. One of which uh, I've forgiven him for, of course. But did you did that teach you to not do it again, or did you? Well, in the one case, it? it wasn't anything I did. The first instance was was for an apparent lie that I had somehow, instead of given my 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 tithing to the church in the collection, that I had kept it for my own <laughs> devices, and I assured them that I hadn't, and they caught they believe they caught me a liar, and as it turns out, the later I discovered a hole in my pea, my pea coat my Navy pea coat that I wore to church. And in the lining of my coat was my collection money in its envelope. And that is what had happened to it. And after the stropping... Did, did you know about that? No, not until after the stropping. stropping. And as a young 11 or 11-year-old, 11 probably, maybe younger, I don't know, 10 or 11, I found it and I took it in and I recall throwing it at my father <laughs> and saying, I found the money and then the blah, blah, blah. And uh, I, re I also remember a warm moment, at least with my mother afterwards, that was like unforgiveness and on their part, because it wasn't true. And I got the strap for it. Right. Fuck. Stealing money from the church of God. Lord, if ever there, oh. if ever a stropping were, if ever a stropping were required, that'd be it. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be it. Boy, and I in the church of God, son. Do you have any other shoplifting, shoplifting stories? I used to shoplift records. We would go into a place and we'd take three LPs we wanted and we'd have on a short coat, summer jacket, and we would be able to bend the three large LPs, the albums, to tuck them in our pants so they were bent around our uh, waist. And with our hands in our pocket to hold them bent, we could walk out of the store with two or three albums apiece. Mm -hmm. We did that for weeks i don't know we never got caught i never kept any of the albums at home my buddy kept them all me and another guy did it we never got caught i don't know uh we would go into a store me and another guy a couple guys and two of the guys would run in and get into an argument with the woman who ran the store when another one of us would run in and swipe the candy and shit off the counter and run out and uh, she reported us it got back to our parents of course but it was a caper i mean it involved mo moving pieces it was a uh, it was like a plan. Right, like Ocean's I, Eleven shit. I, I hate to say, I hate to say that I organized it, but I think I might have. I, I don't know. This is like criminal thinking at an early age, but I seem to think too. Maybe it's one of the older boys. You know, yeah. Jimmy. You know, Jimmy might have done it. He was older. He might have instructed us. I don't know. So, what did know. your parents do when they heard about? They your never caught papers? me. 
Oh, you, no, I never got caught. No, but you just said that it got back. Oh, to yeah, there's, yeah. So we just denied it. We, it was no, we didn't do it. She's old. She's crazy. You're clever or oh, stupid, maybe, depending yeah, on afraid, your angle. Maybe I'm afraid evil. I mean, I wish I wish that I didn't have such a dark blemish record as the youth. I don't know. Here's the bottom line. We wanted candy. We didn't have enough money. So we took it. I don't right. remember right. much more. That's, than that. I don't, that's, I, and that makes sense. Like a kid doesn't have enough money. There's candy available. Stealing the candy. Sure. That makes sense. But yeah. So anyway, we're, we're in the process of starting the long process of bad decisions made by the adolescent brain and here we are long and winding road ah, i watched i watched with my family yesterday recently. have you seen yesterday yes uh yeah several times at least twice yeah and so that was so lovely to to watch and that was the road that was the song that that in the movie, he like pulled out to beat Ed Sheeran in, oh my best, God. in the best songwriting contest. Yes. Like, and, yes. And it was him at his worst. Him who? It was him at his deceiving worst. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Worst. But yeah, that was a, a gorgeous little movie. Like it's super it's a gem. An absolute. The, gem. The, the, the premise is so simple and dumb, but. It's a beautiful I love the way it ended too with the what was it the other thing that he woke up to that, that had nobody knew about there's uh Harry Potter and, oh. and Coca-Cola are the other two <laughs> things where he's like can I have a coke and they're like Pepsi <laughs> which is yeah, fantastic <laughs> yeah so he'd be become multimillionaire listen man it's I uh, jumped from my, my my wonderful Christmas ale my scotch ale from uh, Bell's brewery back to my my favorite old Smittics. And uh, our time together has been warm and uh, friendly. <laughs> hey, man, I love you, and I will see you next week. And then we'll see what happens when I go south. Oh, where, oh, where are you tonight? I'm here. Why did you leave me here all alone? I'm right here still. I've searched the world over, and I thought I found true love. I'm here. You may You're funny. That's it. You're a funny boy. That's it. I don't. I, you hunt like a pig. You're supposed to fart. Do you? Do you really not know that? Oh, good. It's got some power there. Anyway, yeah. right. you were gone. You made another end. I love you too. Okay, that's it for episode number 137. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 137. And of course, you can always help support us at patreon.com slash happyhour. We would love you to buy us some sort of solstice present. And I hope that you're having a lovely solstice, whether it be winter or summer for you, depending on where you are. We'll see you next week.